Hey, if you haven't already, head over to tinyleaps.today. That's tinyleaps.today right now and download your free guide to crushing it in 2018. This guide is going to disappear on January 1st, 2018. So make sure you do it right now before time runs out. I'll see you there. In this episode, I want to talk about how to set a better resolution. Get ready, because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big changes, big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and in this episode, we are talking about New Year's resolutions. It is that time of the year again. Honestly, I can't really believe that uh, I'm still doing this show, not because you know, I've, I want to quit or anything like that. Like I'm loving every second of this, but that's the part that I really can't believe because outside of this show, there has not been anything that I've loved so much that I wanted to do it for as long as I've been doing this. So that is an incredible, incredible feeling. And thinking about this time of year, because this show launched on January 1st, 2016, because I started developing this show in December of 2015, And now we are moving into 2018. That is three years. Three years. Well, sort of three years. Almost three years. We're we're not at three years yet. But if I do the math, I feel better when I say three years. So I'm going to do that. It just feels really good. It feels like I'm accomplishing something. And so as I tend to do around this time of year and as many people tend to do I'm just thinking about you know my goals for this show next year and and my my resolutions and the things that I want to make a big change around by taking tiny leaps every single day and um it got me thinking that there's a very good chance that many of you are going to set your resolutions but are not going to go about it in the best way possible And so I'm creating this episode to help you avoid that fate. I'm creating this episode to help you actually get your resolution done. And this is something that you really, really need to take to heart if you are going to even bother setting resolutions this year. If you're you're not, that's fine. Set smaller goals throughout the year and you'll do fine. But if you are going to set a resolution, listen to this episode, pay attention. This is going to help you get it done. So how does this work? In order to set a better resolution, there are two big mistakes that people make. There are two major mistakes that people make when they set their resolutions. The first is not being clear. You know, not being very, very clear as to what it is they want to accomplish and why they want to accomplish that thing. The more clarity you can bring to a goal or a resolution, the better off you're going to be when trying to accomplish it. And and so that's the first place to start. You have to be clear. And my favorite framework for doing that 
is the SMART framework. I've talked about it on this show before. I actually think I did an entire episode on just the SMART framework. I don't know what that episode number is, but go listen to all of them and maybe you'll find it. But the SMART framework is incredible for allowing us to create better goals in general. So here's what here, here's what that means. Here's how it works out. So SMART is an acronym. It start, stands for specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timed. And, and specific essentially just means that you set a goal or resolution that is specific. You state exactly what it is you are trying to accomplish. Next, you need to make sure it's measurable. So it should be a goal that you can figure out some metrics around in order to track it. So doubling back on those two things. So let's let's give an example specific. Let's say I want to, uh, well, let's use a real goal of mine. So I want to generate $100,000 in revenue from my business by, let's say, June of next year. And that's a that's a little bit of a stretch, but let's just say June of next year. I want to generate $100,000 worth of gross revenue for my business. That is specific. That clearly states what it is I want, $100,000 of gross revenue. Now, measurable. How can I measure that? Well, it's pretty easy. I just check how much money I've made. Um, and, and so there's a clear metric. There's a clear thing that is attached to this goal that will allow me to measure it. Next is actionable. Well, with my goal, I just need to be able to sit down and identify specific actions that will allow me to move towards it. And that's what this means. That's what the A in SMART goal stands for. It's creating a goal that you can identify clear actions that will move you towards the goal. If you can't identify clear actions, it probably means that your goal is not specific enough or that it's so large that you have no idea how to accomplish it, in which case you may need to either scale down or you may need to just sort of educate yourself a little bit more on the topic. So actionable with my goal could be focused around sales. So I know that I have a product that sells at a certain dollar amount. I can divide that the amount my goal is buy the amount that my product sells for and figure out exactly how many sales I need to make per month in order to make this goal happen. And so all of a sudden, I have a whole list of actions that can be taken from prospecting to calling to uh, closing deals to sending proposals. Like there's a list of actions that can be taken in order to make sure I'm moving towards this goal each month. And so good goal because it's actionable. Now, R stands for realistic. Now, realistic goals essentially just mean that they are within your reach. There's this thing out there that, you know, you shouldn't use the word realistic because it's the fastest way to being average or, or whatever it is Will Smith said. I'm a big fan of Will Smith. And I do think that we tend to confuse what realistic means. I think many of us use the term realistic as a way to limit ourselves rather than what how I view it, which is if you were to look at the map of your life based on where you currently are, what does that map say should happen? That's what realistic means. 
Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that something is possible or impossible. It simply means there is a map of your life based on what has happened to people in your position. What does that map say? And, and so when we're looking at SMART goals, realistic simply means, is this something that in the timeline you've set could possibly happen based on the past experiences or, or skills that you've gained? And so with my goal, I want to generate $100,000 of gross revenue from sales by June. And is that realistic? Well, I've never done that. So not so far. Uh, However, I have a product that is priced appropriately in order to make that happen. I have a system in place to generate sales that when uh, leads come in the door, I have strategies that I'm deploying to generate those leads. So it is realistic because it's not such a far out number that I can't create a plan around it. Yes, I've never accomplished it. And so if you just look on that, then No, it's not realistic, but it's a close enough number that is still a stretch so as to allow me to create a plan around it, which would allow me to then execute. And so that's the type of goal you should be trying to set is one that is realistic, meaning it's not so far out of reach that you wouldn't even know where to start. If I set my goal to I want to make a million dollars in gross revenue by June, I wouldn't even know where to start with that. Sure, somebody out there is capable of doing that, but I've never even come close and I have no idea what goes into that. And as a result, I wouldn't be able to take any action. I would freeze up. I would overthink it. I would I would waste a lot of time. And, and so that's not a realistic goal. But 100K is realistic because it's close enough to something that I have done and I am able to put the pieces in place to make it possible. And then finally... It needs to be timed. It needs to be time-based. And simply, that means there is a cutoff date. There is a date by which you crunch the numbers and say, hey, I made this goal happen, and hey, I didn't make this goal happen. And for me, I, I put that as June 30th, which is the end of Q2 of 2018. And for those of you who don't know, Q2 simply means quarter two, the second quarter of the year. So you always want to put a time limit on your goals, because it adds pressure. And as that time limit gets closer, you'll be more and more likely to take action. So if you don't put a time limit, it's one of those things that just eventually slips to the back of your mind, because there is no pressure attached to it. There's no reason for you to really pay much attention to it any single day, because it's no more or less important or urgent than it was the day before. And the second part, the second problem that people run into when they try to set New Year's resolutions is they make their time limit too long. So New Year's resolutions, traditionally, it's for the full year, right? We want to change this thing or accomplish this thing by the next year. And I think that's flawed. I think that's the wrong way to go about it. Because what ends up happening when you set, give yourself the full year of accomplishing this thing is that by the time the time limit starts to come up, you've now got a full year of habits and routines and systems in place that you need to break in order to accomplish that thing. And then there's just not enough time before the end of the year. And then all of a sudden, well, 
it's just not worth it anyway. Let me just, you know, wait, restart it next year. That That's what happens. We give ourselves a little bit too much time to accomplish the thing. And then by the time any urgency starts to kick in, it's too late. And we there's not enough time to get it done or it doesn't feel possible or whatever it is. So the second thing, in addition to setting SMART goals, is to make sure your time limit is shorter. There's this really great concept out there called the 90-day year. I believe it's a book as well as a course and a bunch of other things. But the concept is to break down your year into a single quarter. So accomplish your biggest thing for the year in the first quarter of the year. What would your life look like? What would your productivity look like if you were to set your resolutions to the first quarter of the year rather than the full year. My guess is you'd have a much better chance of accomplishing it because that time limit would come up sooner. And if you don't accomplish it in the first quarter, you can always roll it over into the second quarter with a new but still very tight deadline. And so you have more time in the year to work with in order to actually get it done and pay attention to it. And the failure of doing it in the first quarter will push you a little bit more to pay attention to it in the second quarter. So I like this concept of shortening your timelines and sort of forcing yourself into this box of trying to hit it as soon as possible rather than spreading it out through the full year. So to recap, if you want to actually accomplish your New Year's resolutions this year, if it's not just a joke, if it's just if it's something you really want to get done, you should try to do two things. One, set a better resolution. You can do that by utilizing the SMART framework. Fun fact, you can head over to tinyleaps.today and uh, I break down the SMART framework in detail. And then the second thing you should do is take your timelines and shorten them. I would suggest cutting them in half or even making them a quarter. So if your timeline right now for your resolution is to do it by the end of the year, I would change that and say to do it by the end of the first quarter of the year, which I believe is the end of March. So those are my recommendations. That's what I'm going to be doing. So I have my big income goal and I'm giving myself until the end of the second quarter rather than the full year, because I know for a fact I won't accomplish that the first quarter. I just don't have the pieces in place for that. But by giving myself till the end of the second quarter, it still gives me enough room So that if I didn't hit that goal, there's still time in the year to do it, but it's short enough that it forces me to sort of take actions very quickly and try to get results in the door. So with that said, I've been Greg Clunas. This is, of course, the last episode of 2017. I wish you a very, very happy new year. I wish you the absolute best in 2018. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day, every day.